All right, we're continuing on with week three of wisdom. And uh, last week I saw my dad called me, and I called him back on the way home. It was late. And uh, he's like, he, he told me this story about he was at Rita's, and this person pulled up in an all-electric Porsche. I think it's called the Tyann, and it's, it's a $200,000 vehicle. And my dad joked around. He was like, hey, I'll buy your ice cream if you, if you let me take up for a spin. And they get talking. And uh, he's like, you know what? He throws my dad the keys. And he takes his $200,000 vehicle around Carlisle. He said he's smiling every time he hits the gas. It's not gas, the accelerator. And his head slams off the back of the table. And, or table, what am I saying? <laughs> It's off the seat, and, uh, <laughs> and I said, Dad, we're doing a series on wisdom at the Forge. I think maybe you need to listen in on that, because that's a really bad idea. And he said, yeah, looking back at it, I should have just asked if he would take me on a ride. And he's like, you know what? Use me as an example. And I said, Dad, I can't use you as an example. I used you as an example last week. He said, oh, that ain't nothing. You got to use this. So there you go. <laughs> Don't do that. If someone pulls up in a $200,000 car, don't, uh, don't try to take it for a drive. Uh, so anyway, welcome back to week three. Last week, we discussed uh, what it meant to fear the Lord. And the week before, we were talking about Solomon, who was the wisest man in the world, and uh, why it was important for us to understand who he was, because a lot of the Proverbs that we're going to be learning about in this series was written by him. Um, but we also learned that ultimately he turned away from wisdom. When God told him one thing, he decided to do another. He rejected wisdom. Um, and if you recall, this eventually uh, came to be his destruction. And I want, I want to let you know that that could be any one of us. If at any point any of us decide to, to move away from wisdom into our own pride... We will surely go to destruction. If we reject wisdom, it will lead to our destruction. And that's what uh, I want to focus on today. All throughout Proverbs, it gives us an image of what the fool looks like and what their behaviors are. And um, it speaks very negatively of the fool. And it, it is in direct contrast of wisdom. Uh, so before we get into that, let's go ahead and pray again. But... Dear God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the sunshine, being able to get outside, being able to appreciate um, just nature that you made, that you gave us. Um, I pray that you give us wisdom, you give us understanding, um, and learn from your word here today, from your scripture. May I speak what you want me to speak, and may we all hear what you want us to hear. Amen. So last week we did touch on the fool. We did um, specifically talk about the fool's pride and arrogance because at the very heart of the fool, there's pride. There's somebody who believes um, to be wise, but they believe themselves to be wise. It's a, it's a very prideful wisdom, and it's not wisdom at all. Um, today I want to look at a few more characteristics of the fool, specifically how they speak, how they act, and how they serve others. Um, and just 
be aware that, you know, since we're, we're going kind of on a greater concept of the fool that's painted all through Proverbs, we're going to be jumping all around. Uh, I'll have the passages on the screen. Um, but first, I want to talk about how the fool talks. Um, and, and we see in Proverbs 18, 6 through 7, it says this, A fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are a snare to his soul. I like the way that Proverbs words a lot of things. I like the imagery, the personification that can be found in Proverbs. And to be honest, this kind of like start, sounds like the start of a joke. A fool's lips walk into a fight. Like, right? That's like, that's like a lead into a joke, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the punchline is, though. Someone knows. Let me know. Uh, but I love it. A fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. When I read this, I can, I can almost imagine like a comic book or like some sort of like animation movie where the lips like jump off of somebody's mouth and just start go yapping and getting into a fight. And like the person's like, no, and the lips are like, yeah, yeah. And the lips walk into a fight. And that's really how most fights start, right? The process called escalation. Uh, one person says or does something, and then they're shouting. The next thing you know, you're shouting, we're shouting, everyone's shouting, and you say something without thinking. Your lips just start going before your mind starts thinking, and you're immediately like, yo, who said that? Like, it came out, and you're like, who was that? Who said that? And you wish you could, like, grab it and put it back in, but you can't. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that fly's about to walk itself into a fight. Uh, so, but your lips can walk you right into a fight. And one of the ways that this happens is by speaking without thinking. And I hear it all the time, people say something, and they're like, oh, sorry, I just don't have a filter. As if there's like literally something missing in between their like vocal cords and their mouth that's like, oh, I just don't have a filter. No, you don't have a filter. It's just straight up mean. Like there's no excuse for saying something rude. It's not, oh, I, it's, it's this problem. No, it's just rude. It has nothing to do with a filter. But the problem is it's the way of the fool. Proverbs 29.11 says, A fool gives all his breath, but the wise hold back in quiet. The fool has no filter. There's nothing that gets caught between the vocal cords and the mouth, between the mind and the mouth. Whatever he thinks, he says. There's no consideration of what they're going to say. Don't be like that. Don't be like the fool. The result of that is that their words get them in trouble. It invites a beating. It's their ruin. It's a snare to their soul. It's a trap. In the last verse, the foolish lips are contrasted to the wise, whereas the, the foolish, it spares no breath. Everything it thinks it says... The wise holds back in quiet. A few weeks ago, 
uh, as we were actually just starting this series, I got a borderline inappropriate question from a patient. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't super inappropriate, but I was thinking about it. I was praying for wisdom. I was like, wow, I'd really, have to, I'd really like to have a good answer for this person. And I, I came up with what I thought was a good answer. I thought that it had sound logic. I thought that it was a wise answer. And uh, just before I went to speak it, it occurred to me that the most wise answer was not to answer the question. It was to be quiet. It was to hold back. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Even a fool, if he just wouldn't run his mouth, would seem to be wise. Second uh, part I want to talk about, is, the second characteristic, is I want to talk about their reckless nature. Um, Proverbs 14, 16 through 17 says, One who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is reckless and careless. A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. The NIV says it this way. The wise fear the Lord and shun evil, but a fool is hot-headed and yet feels secure. So let's look at the words used to describe the fool here. We see reckless. We see careless. We see hot-headed. We see quick to anger. Yet we see that the fool is secure in those things. Although the fool is reckless, the fool finds security in his reckless behavior, in his carelessness, in his hot-headedness. There's a confidence in their recklessness. So the fool is reckless and quick to anger. He's a hothead. Um, and these attributes, I think, oftentimes go hand in hand. People tend to become more reckless as they become angrier. And uh, something I see and I hate is that when people use anger, they get big, they puff themselves up, get real mean and angry and reckless to get their way in a situation. Bullies are quick to anger to get their way. No, fools are quick to anger to get their way. Think about the hurtful things that you've said, the hurtful things you've done to people. Um, just as you're throwing those around, does it usually occur while you're angry, while you're reckless, while you're like a fool? Or does it usually occur when you're being cautious, when you're really thinking about what you're going to say, when you're being slow to anger, when you're being like the wise? Likely, likewise, when do you do the things that are most reckless, the most hurtful to yourself? Negative self-talk, physical harm, drugs, just to name a few. Is it when you're walking on your own pseudo-wisdom, your own prideful wisdom, being quick to act, quick to speak, quick to be angry? Or does it happen when you're being cautious, when you're fearing the Lord, following the Lord, Asking for his wisdom. Of course, 
right? Of course we make better decisions for other people and for ourselves when we're not being quick to anger, when we're being calm, when we're not saying everything, the first thing that comes out of our, our mouth, you know, or into our mind. When we're not being like a fool, when we're not being hot-headed, of course we make better decisions for ourselves and others. The last characteristic of a fool that I want to talk about is um, how they serve others. And plot twist, it's in a very unreliable way and even hurtful way. Um, In Proverbs 26, I have two verses, 6 and 10. Whoever sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Like an archer who wounds everyone is one who hires a passing fool or drunkard. First, I want to talk about verse 6, the first one up there. And I had to read it a few times, so let's go ahead and read it again. Whoever sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. What do you notice? Like, what is this saying? That if you're getting a fool to help you, what's he comparing that help to? If I'm getting a fool to help me, I might as well just cut off my own feet. I might as well just take violence and drink it. Just put it right inside of me. If I use a fool for help, it'd be the same exact thing as hurting myself. Where I'm trying to find help, I'm going to find harm. Where I'm looking for less work, I'm going to find more. I had a friend, have a friend from Detroit, who was explaining to me a construction job that went uh, pretty bad. Um, I-75 is a massive highway that runs from like the bottom of Florida up to the lakes um, in Michigan. And uh, for a really long time, there is this problematic construction. They were redoing the concrete. They were shutting down lanes, like bottlenecking people to, to get them through. And it just, it was congested. It was terrible. Everyone was miserable. Well, uh, they, they finally finished it. This is 35 minutes um, from Detroit where this instance occurred. Uh, they finished it. They were ready to open it up. And um, an inspector came. I don't know what inspect. I don't know how you inspect concrete. I'm imagining with like a stick, just like tapping the ground. They used the wrong concrete, the wrong mix. So what do they have to do? They have to tear it back up and start over. It took so much more work. It took so much more money than if they would have done it right the first time. And that, uh, that had to come from the contractor. Uh, MDOT wasn't going to pay for that. So sometime in $500,000 later, I think it is fixed now. Um, but this is what it could look like if you hire a fool, if you use a fool, if you, if you send a message with a fool, have one to do a favor for you, it's going to cause you so much more work in the end because you're going to spend twice as long fixing all the problems that they made, rectifying all the broken situations that they made. What the fool is ruined. But that's not, um, that's not all. It's not just going to hurt you. Uh, the person you hired, it's going to hurt a lot of other people as well. Look at verse 10 here. 
like an archer who wounds everyone is one who hires a passing fool or a drunkard. An archer who wounds everyone. That's what you'd be like hiring a fool. You're hurting yourself and you're hurting everyone. So in a workplace, a fool is destructive, unreliable, and hurtful. I think it's important that um, as people who seek wisdom, that we don't share these traits with a fool. That we wouldn't be quick to speak, quick to anger, be reckless, be hot-headed, unreliable, and harmful to those that need our help. Instead, we need to hold our tongue, know when to speak, be cautious, fear the Lord, follow the Lord. Be reliable to those who need our help. Build people up, not tear them down. So what's our job with the fool? Like, what, like if there's a fool, okay, we're not supposed to hire him. What are we supposed to do? What's the wise thing to do? Should we try to give them wisdom? If we have wisdom, should we, should we be like, oh, hey, um, let me help you with that. Let me, let me give you this. Proverbs 26, 4 says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. When you converse with a fool, you don't, you don't elevate the fool to wisdom, but it actually does the opposite. It takes you who might be wise and it brings you down to their level. Um, the one version I read, I love it. It says, it said, lest you be like him yourself, even you. It is like, you will, even you. And I love how targeted that was and how direct it was. I love it. It's like, don't think you're above this. Don't think like, oh, but I'm different. Or it's going to look different for me. No, even you. If you answer a fool according to his folly, it's not going to help the fool. It's only going to bring you down. Even you. Proverbs 13, 20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. When you walk with the wise, you become wise. When you walk with fools, you suffer harm. Who you surround yourself with determines your path. And we talk, we've talked about that before. And uh, an example I got into disc golf and hacky sack when I was in college. I was doing it all the time, multiple times a week. And as a result of that, like pretty much everybody in my immediate circle got into disc golf and hacky sack. And it's not because I'm like this super cool, influential character. No, it's because who you surround yourself with, who you go with, directs your path. Don't think that you can hang out with fools and go on the path of wisdom. If you walk with the wise, you'll become wise. If you walk with fools, you will be harmed. If it's still not clear, I think uh, Proverbs 14.7 makes it extremely clear. Leave the presence of a fool, for there you do not meet words of knowledge. 
So to answer the question, what's the wise thing to do with a fool? Leave their presence. Don't even associate with them. Don't try to give them wisdom, but leave their presence because you will not find knowledge there. Our lesson from the fool is to hold our tongue, know when to speak, be cautious and fear the Lord, and be reliable to those that need our help. We need to flee from the fool, leave their presence, for if you're with them, you will surely be harmed. They're headed for destruction. Don't go with them. In just a second, uh, we're going to break up into small groups of three or four and uh, discuss and pray for each other. The discussion is, do you have wise people in your life? If the answer is yes, identify them. Like, make a mental note of who those people are. And the challenge is to continue to read Proverbs and walk with the wise. Those people that you identify in your life to be people of wisdom, walk with them. Walk with the wise and be wise. We'll pray and then we'll split up. Dear God, thank you again just for letting us be here, letting us come, giving us this safe place to learn about you. I pray that you give us wisdom, that you help us to, to flee from foolish patterns and run to you, run to the fear of the Lord, run to your will, run to your wisdom, to reject the wisdom of our own self, our own prideful wisdom, and take your wisdom, take your understanding, your knowledge, your truth, the only real truth. May we be slow to speak, slow to be angry, and may we be helpful to those that need our help. Thank you. Amen.